Today's episode of Shmi is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor.fm to be more specific. If you guys have not heard about Anchor, let me explain. First of all, it is the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. F-R-E-E free. Prior to me moving the home base of Shmi to Anchor, I was paying more than $20 a month for a different service to send out the podcast to you guys and I was not seeing anything in return. I was literally being robbed. So with Anchor, unlike myself, who has thousands of dollars in equipment to record the podcast, you don't need any of that. All you need is a phone or a computer because there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit. Edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. The other services I was using were expecting 10,000 people to listen to an episode for me to get like three bucks. That is not the case with Anchor. You could have just your mom listen to your podcast and you can make some money if she listens a lot over and over again. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now back to the episode. Shmi! Welcome back, you guys. You are listening to the Shmi Podcast. I am your host, Sam Pelissero at not Sam Pelissero on Instagram and at Shmi Podcast. Guys, today, do you want to know what we're doing? I'm here again, third time's a charm with the one, the only. Tara Donnelly. Hey! And Tara... I literally thought you were going to call yourself Dylan. Oh, Hell. Just, it's like when you were introduced yourself, I like don't know Your why. mind went to Dylan and Sam. Literally it's did. It was so, so funny. It's funny you say that too because um, a fan of mine told me he's going to make super cuts of each character. And he, he said he's doing one of all of the Dylan and Vinny moments. Oh, like showing their love storyline. So cute. And I was like, I was like, I cannot wait. That's so funny that, that yeah, I just I was like, no, no, yeah, Sam, yeah, Sam. Dylan is not this his is name. Sam. Dylan isn't real. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> anyways, so plot twist. A this twist in the plot. This isn't we didn't have a plot. Oh, oh, let me talk. Okay. <laughs> oh, because there's gonna be. Um, on the previous episode of Shmi, on the one before this. I talked about the horrors of the hospital with my mom. Oh. And in that, I talked about me going and getting an HIV test and everything coming back negative. Plot twist, yes. <laughs> See? I don't know why. I, I sometimes I, I don't you trust know you. I know. I really need to just trust you completely and absolutely. I apologize. Plot twist. You were right. I was wrong. I look and, like an asshole. <laughs> and, and that was supposed to be the wrap on that storyline. And in all things horror and scary for the month of October, scary guys, today we are talking about the horrors of sex. No, 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 let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the things I'm afraid to talk about on Shmi. That was so good. That was so good. That was so good. I didn't know where you were going with that at all. But I didn't want to say anything. But then you really pulled it off. And I'm glad I didn't say anything. But, oh, okay. So, yeah. To to, to circle. We are talking about 
it's a sex sex education with your i want to say doctors <laughs> not doctors with your with, friendly neighborhood friends yeah with your with your friends sam and tara and there's a lot i want to talk about excuse me that's burped that's disgusting now those are the horse sex <laughs> um, i'm just thinking of all the other burp possibilities and like it just gets worse and worse in my really head and, and at first i was not going to speak about what i'm going to open up this conversation about because it's personal and it is something that doesn't really need to be said in the context of oh this is a good podcast material like this is funny this is it's comedic not it's yeah. not it's not funny no. what happened to me is horrifying and that's why i want to talk about it mm-hmm. because getting tested for hiv any sort of like a routine sex uh sti checkup is not common mm-hmm. because people don't know where to go people are afraid to even just go out of the way because they're afraid of being judged they're afraid of just the the stigma that yeah, comes just, with it it's such a taboo you know like any time that like you have to go to the doctor for anything like mm-hmm. sexual health related like even if you're not concerned you might have an sti or an std or whatever you want to get birth control mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you want to you know figure out why something is wrong mm-hmm. um it ends up being such a uncomfortable position for people to mm-hmm. be in and mm-hmm. it so shouldn't it's dumb it's because as you're saying that i'm literally making up imaginary people and putting them in, in a normal position where a whole bunch of guys just go together as friends <laughs> you know every three months wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be nice be so cute it <laughs> would be that'd be a fun sitcom i think <gasps> I'm going to get the pen and pen, paper right now and start writing that down. Yeah, um, too. So, like, I think, you know, we talked about it when, when you and I were talking last week. Mm-hmm. Um, not Which is pod. why we're doing this, because right. our short conversation in the car was so nice. Um, so, you know, the first interaction that most people have with SCIs um, or sexual health in general um, in a really critical way is mm-hmm. like in high school that's like the first time i remember it. like they yeah. kind of glossed over it in middle school and they separate the boys and the girls and here you learn about your ovaries and here you learn about your sperm mm-hmm. you know but like it wasn't much and then in high school it was like this is what happens to your genitals if you have unsafe sex and it's, they make it so horrifying right and they're like this is what it looks like and this is what happens and mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we were talking about mean girls earlier today and it was like you get pregnant and you die oh yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so like it's just a it's such a scare tactic mm-hmm. um, moment. And then at that point going forward, people are like, oh, my God, I can't talk about this. And I like even when my friend got married and she was married for a year and she like messaged me one day, she like moved out. And, and she was like, hey, Tara, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, God, what are you going to do? And she <laughs> goes, what do you mean? I'm going to have the baby. I'm pregnant or I'm married. And I was like. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like I was still stuck, and I think I still am. This was like four mm-hmm. years ago at this mm-hmm. point. I think I'm still stuck in that mindset. Like, oh god, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I don't think we prepare our young people for mm-hmm. healthy sexual interactions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we also don't prepare them for preparing for sexual interactions. Oh, like, oh no, yeah, the importance of getting mm-hmm. tested. Like, I know mm-hmm. it's on like TV shows and commercials and stuff, but like, the reality is. Literally anyone can get it, get an STI, mm-hmm. um, and the stigma of like, oh, only like people who sleep around, yes, you know, yes, are I mean, at risk, and that's like so not true. And I will go back to you because you have a perfect segue. That's the perfect segue <laughs> is plot twist, guys. I 
got tested positive for chlamydia. I thought it was everything was negative. I have I had zero symptoms. What made me go to the doctor? And I think I I, I know I touched upon this very briefly last episode, and I I went to the doctor because I got scared that I. <laughs> had AIDS and you know, you can't get AIDS anymore, but watching shows and me being dramatic, I was like, Oh my God, I have AIDS. And of course the, even the nurse who again, you know, was super hilarious and made the experience so great for me. Cause he really calmed me down. But so that was it. And then he, I got a call the day after I record that podcast with my mom as he calls me and he goes, we got, we got all the other tests back because when I went, they also test me for gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, the whole battery, the whole, the whole, yes. And that required a P test and oral, urine. oh yeah, <laughs> and a urine sample, a oral sample and an anal sample. And over the phone, all I could really understand in the moment of him saying I got tested positive for chlamydia, I thought he said it was my oral swab. And immediately I thought, oh, it had to have been from the last person who I, I've been with. And again, I had zero symptoms. I went to the doctor because I was having gastrol issues. Mm. And I thought that was why, you know, I was, you know, screwing up. And of course, you know, my HIV test came back negative. So whatever. So I immediately text this guy among with the other guys who I've been with in the summer, which you know, that's what the responsible thing is to do. Right. You have to reach out to the people you've interacted and with. And this sexually. is why fucking STDs spread because people don't communicate with other people they've been with. Because it's always, it like, it always ends up you have to communicate with an ex. And you, like, yes. there's so many times yes. where you're like, I do not want to yes. talk to that person. Yes. And I don't want to open up those yes. lines. <laughs> yes. And ironically, as, you know, another segue was I ended up getting chlamydia from my ex mm -hmm. that's who i ended up being and that was the per person who i did four months ago and i actually did talk about him on this podcast back around the time where we broke up and he was the last person who i slept with and then when i got to the clinic they told me sam no the oral and the urine samples were negative it was your anal swab which meant it was from pen penetration so immediately I was But like, you didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that at the so time. So ju they just said you contracted it. So yes. then you interacted. You had to reach out to the Immediately. Last yeah. You, I, didn't, I didn't even yeah. hesitate. Right. And so what was great was that, you know, two of these guys were fantastic about it. They said, we respect you so much more. Thank you, Sam, so much. We understand this is not your fault. He has zero symptoms. And that's that. And then the other two were a little iffy about it, but not deserving of podcast time. So <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. And so then what was oh a little annoying was what was great was that it was just two pills done over with. So easy. So easy. So painless free because I went to the free clinic. And that's the thing, guys. Look um, up in sorry, your I think area. I was getting syphilis confused with scurvy for a second. I was like, don't you just need scurvy. vitamin C sometimes? Scurvy. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, matey, I got that scurvy I again. Need, I need the vitamin C. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Where's my orange? Um, the, the, sorry, you're talking about the clinic. I totally derailed you. No worries. And so, again, guys, look up a free clinic. There, I had no idea that a town over from me had an LGBTQ AI plus center and they had a free clinic. I actually saw a sign for it oh my um, God. going into that town. It must, have, it like, must oh, be new. It has to. It must to. be. It yeah, because I've been. never heard of it. And that because it's easy, it's painless, it's it's 
confidential. And again, I went back and I saw the same nurse. He was the one who, who then gave me my antibiotics. And he, again, was he made the experience so effortless, funny, lighthearted. He, as I walked in, into his office, he goes, don't bring those dramatics in today. And Sam Sam is one with a flair for dramatics. You know, like yeah, yeah, Sam and yeah. I both have things with needles. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And just general like health and wellness mm-hmm. things kind of freak us out sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to for Sam to feel that level of comfort, mm-hmm. it is a big, like it is oh, a yeah. big deal and mm-hmm. high praise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then... That was it. And I had to then hunt for my ex's phone number. Luckily, it was saved in Amazon from a time where I mailed him something to his apartment. And and he was the contact info, it was obvious. And luckily, because as a joke, what was so funny was that for a few hours, I couldn't find his number. And this was post- um, going to the clinic. Right. So I was trying to think, how can I get in touch with him? And I wasn't in touch with him because I wanted to confront him because I didn't care at that point. Mm-hmm. I didn't care that he gave me chlamydia. What I needed to do was tell him, dude, not only are you a dirty cop, but you're a dirty cop. I'm sorry, but this is my platform. This is my show. I will say whatever I want. I'm giving Sam on. such a look right I'm, now. I am. This is my show. Okay. If I'm going to say anything about it, it's that. Okay. Fair and, enough. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. <laughs> and, very uncomfortable. <laughs> and so, and so, I was as a joke. I remembered that I did send him something on Amazon and I took a picture of the address and, and I remember telling my friends, I was like, I'm just gonna mail him the results, you know, like as a joke. Oh gosh. And, and then I realized his phone number was on the was on the bottom. How convenient. And I was like, perfect. So I texted him, very just upfront, hey. Yeah, it was dude, a very it was up? a very like upfront, like just hear the facts yes, situation. Yes, it was very I, no yeah. nonsense. Yeah. And then his was the same back. I had no idea. And here is the moral of the story, guys. Get tested every three months because with chlamydia, because again, my ex had no idea that he had chlamydia. And the reason why I know it wasn't from him cheating on me or anything is because men never rarely show signs or symptoms of chlamydia for up to a year. My ex and I were only together for a couple months. There's a pretty substantial, for most STIs with men, to my knowledge, there's a pretty substantial, like, period where you might not show symptoms at all like not even just chlamydia for a lot of them yeah yeah. um and so like you're supposed to get tested every three months but then like after an hiv test you're supposed to i think wait another six months and then get tested again yes and that with hiv test that's if you're going fairly soon after you've had intercourse because it doesn't show up with me it had been the amount it had been four four or five months since i had sex anyways when i got Mm -hmm. my hiv test Mm -hmm. so they knew like you 100% don't have it. Like right, it would gotcha. show up. And what's so amazing was he explained to me about how the rapid test works and how it reads. And he goes, this first little box is white, meaning that you don't even, like, you're, there's no antibodies in your body fighting anything related to HIV. He goes, and the second box is white, meaning that you don't have it at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. So that's how crazy, like the technology nowadays is like it. And and like how you find out if you have, you have HIV is if you have these antibodies mm-hmm, that are trying to fight it. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Um, and it's just so fascinating that they make these, I guess, exams seem so intense on mm-hmm. TV. And I remember, I'll never forget. Shout I think out! Can, I think you can get some tests. Honestly, I don't know for what STIs, but you can get them over the counter at like a really? drugstore. Yeah. And I know for a fact you can even do it online. They send you the box. Yeah. You send in your shit, and they give you results. <sighs> and 
shout out to Ryan, you know, the the king of Shmi, my best friend, <laughs> the other producer of this podcast. When I was sitting in the clinic, the first time to get my test, I was alone. There was no one else in the clinic. And I texted him, very afraid and very uncomfortable. And I said, I'm afraid that someone that I know is going to walk in the door. And Ryan's immediate reaction was... Why, so they're there for the same reason you are so mm. neither of you should feel embarrassed you're both there doing something because you want to make sure you're healthy it's like if you see someone at the dentist like it should be that's that, how it should be it should be just that exactly like, and that's what like i think so you know we talked this is kind of what we talked about in the car last last week too yes we were talking about how you know especially for um gay and lesbian relationships um i don't i'm not in one, mm-hmm. but my assumption would be that the kind of push for like specific sexual health and wellness is less um, focused on because there's no risk of pregnancy. Um, yeah, so like you know, it's true. You know, the person, if say it's a woman mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a woman presenting, like could go on birth control and be like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like I have to see my gynecologist every you know, year to get mm-hmm, my new prescription mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, they do all the tests or whatever. You could be in a, you know, monogamous or even not monogamous mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a woman or man of your same gender um, and not need to get tested because there's yeah. no risk of pregnancy. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know that that's the norm, yeah, but uh, it could very easily go that way. Know. Yeah, And an- an- another thing that you said in the car, which is what I thought you were going to say, is that... The reason why my experience at the clinic is was astounding and so easy oh, yeah, okay. was yeah. because I was with a gay nurse and a gay doctor. So everything coming out of my mouth, they understood mm. the language I was using, how gay men and gay women have intercourse what that community is like and not having to explain the nuances exactly yeah. and he knew exactly what was going on because to be honest i have been with other doctors and when they have asked you know about my sex my sex life it is always a little weird because i was in, in a relationship with someone who had ibs mm-hmm. and he would tell me that it was always so uncomfortable when they would ask him at his checkups you know like how how he's doing down there and it, he would always have to talk about like i'm sexually active with my partner my boyfriend and they would never understand and one time one of the doctors said to him because i guess he was having a lot of like a lot of bad hemorrhoids or it was something like that and they basically were like you can't have intercourse because like you'll die and but he's like, and he's like what you know he's like what like like what and they're like yeah like it like you know it's very it's uh very um like not rare but it's i don't know what the language she used but it like blew her mind that with his condition he was able to be a bottom be the recipient of yeah and i'm like of course because she doesn't understand I don't think that even with her medical degree right, well, that, that that she understood the prep. I don't even I honestly I I mean I don't know, but that's the thing is with that gay nurse and that gay doctor who were with me in that room, mm. it, I was so not ready and prepared to be in a room with people who were me. Who felt who you felt understood by? Understood by cuz I don't get that ever. No. And to this day now, I want 
to somehow only go exclusively to a gay doctor. That's actually so incredible because I remember getting to an argument with my boyfriend because mm-hmm. he like saw this thing on Twitter or he saw it on Reddit, I mm-hmm. guess it was from mm-hmm. Twitter. And it was basically saying how he was frustrated. I don't know what the original post said, but he was frustrated because it was a black woman being like, I only want to go to black women doctors. And he was like, isn't that discriminatory? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, no, no. dummy. No. I was like, that's not how it works. I was like, <laughs> no. if I was like, it could be for a million reasons. Yep. I said, but if you're a person and you are picking t- what doctor to go to and you have felt uh, misunderstood or judged mm-hmm. or whatever by other doctors and you felt this kinship with this other person go to that person yes. you're paying yes. them to be there yes and yes. for for you specifically for like sexual wellness needs like if you felt understood and respected by mm-hmm. the this this clinic like never go anywhere yeah. else yeah and what was so funny is in in that nurse's i don't know comedic demeanor demeanor was so fucking funny and it again makes me like want to just go to the clinic all the time just because now i'm like it all the time it'll be so fun yeah. um was <laughs> on the way out you know he was like do you need anything else do you want some pamphlets and i, I mean on all serious i took the pamphlets because then i went home and i read them to educate myself more but and then there was this like big dildo sitting on <laughs> the cabinet next to me and he was like he's like come on dildo too you know so he like, <laughs> made the experience so lighthearted because he could see that i was so uncomfortable and essentially scared, scared yeah because you don't know what the results are gonna yes. say yes and i don't know if i'm gonna edit this out about like what i'm gonna say because it's very like graphic um so if you're on spotify hit like the 15 second forward thing like twice but um (laughs) i found out that my chlamydia was the reason why i was having very intense anal bleeding for four months of my life i thought it was my hemorrhoids because hemorrhoids run in the pelisseros holla um and on the tourville side of the family my mom's side holla (laughs) so i get it from both ends not in the way that i want to (laughs) (laughs) but the doctor said you know it's not a huge symptom but Guys, since I've been medicated, because it's two pills and it's done and now I'm cured, but I've had no issues and it blows my mind and it makes me so like I I, want to be like like this advocate for the people around me to get rid of the stigma of being afraid to go get checked because it, it is... It needs to be talked about. It needs to be in our everyday conversations. It needs to be so normal. Because also, again, mine, it was free. I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. I when, when the nurse over the phone said a thousand, he was talking about the milligrams of the medication I was taking. Oh, and I was like, I was like, a thousand dollars? He's like, no, it's free. He's like, just come take your pills. Like, also, so once upon a time, years and years ago. Yeah. There was a conversation that Sam and I were having um, kind of about the stigma and, you know, the mm-hmm. issues with STIs. And I think at that point there were still STDs and now they're STIs. Yeah. Um, and I was like, basically, Sam, a cold can be an STI, right? Like you're kissing somebody. Mm-hmm. They have a cold. You have a cold. Yep. And I was I remember telling someone else, this, they're like, well, you mean like the like a cold sore? And I'm like, no, 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 literally just a cold. Like if they have a, if you yeah. have a sniffle, yep. you kiss them. Now that you have, they have the sniffle. I forget which I said first, whatever. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But it's the truth. And like, we don't, no one goes like, oh God, they have a cold. They're dirty, you uh-huh. know? But uh-huh. like, uh-huh. they're so, it's so common to be like, oh, that person contracted an STI. Like they're disgusting. And I think that that is doing people such a disservice. It's so true. And one of the guys that I I had to, you know, reach out to was afraid. 
And I said, listen, my HIV test was negative, so don't worry about that. And I had to explain to him about the whole idea of it just being a cold, but on your dick. And it <laughs> helped him rationalize Your dick it. is sick. And what was great, too, was that all those guys were negative. Except for the one. But he gave it to me. Yes, but clearly he had it. <laughs> but, I mean, the guys who I had been yes, with post yes, yes. That, that relationship were all negative. So I was four for four. That meant literally it was my ex who gave it to me. You and are the father of the disease. <laughs> goodbye. Um, <laughs> and so um, another thing that I, when it comes to being an advocate for something, was, you know, about just a, a gay man's health in general when it comes to having intercourse. And I was, and I was, I was talking to you about this a couple weeks ago, how I read this post about this guy in a relationship and he preferred to be on the bottom and he never wanted to be outspoken to his partner that he didn't enjoy it as mm -hmm. much as he led on right. to enjoying it. And then at the, at the same time, I read something about women also not being outspoken about how it hurts from their partner to have intercourse a lot, but they don't want to be outspoken because they don't want it to seem like they're not enjoying it or they don't love them and, or there's something wrong with them. And I, I had never, ever, ever in my life read an article about someone being so open about their discomforts when having intercourse. And it then almost normalized it for me because that's where I come from is I come from a place of there's so many different forms to show your intimacy and your love for your partner in bed that don't require penetration. Penetrance, yeah. And there is a huge thing in the gay community and it bugs the crap out of me is, are you top or bottom? Which, okay, obviously you have, you have your preference. You enjoy one and the other more. Right. But then it's, I don't enjoy either in a way of that's what I focus on. Right. I have to be in the moment. I don't have intercourse unless I'm in a relationship. You know, like these are these are kind of things I have because of who I am and just the way that I think and the way that my mind works. And I've, you know, been shunned out by guys before. Like for, not, for like being approved, for like for being not approved, wanting for not, to have sex right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even the ex who, you know, King Chlamydia, as we'll call him, <laughs> he accused me of being bad at sex. He called me a bad bottom because one of the times that we were, you know, hanky-panky, oh I, I, kept, I kept stopping him because I was hurting. And... He was like flat, flat out said, like in an insulting way, like you're a terrible bottom. And I was like, you're a terrible boyfriend. First of all, that's like relationship manipulation, like 101. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Gay or straight. Yes. Like, or yes. somewhere in between. Like, yes. that if your partner is uncomfortable at any point, sexual yes. Yes. experiences yes. or not, yeah. like you insulting them for having oh. that opinion oh, yeah. is oh, yeah. so toxic. And. What's crazy is I will never forget texting. Shout out to Carolyn and Diana. Hey, girls. Um, I'll never, I'll never forget texting them saying, guys, I don't I think there's something wrong with me. I can't finish with King Chlamydia. Like, I can't. I almost said his name. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle that. You call him King Chlamydia. <laughs> I, I can't finish for some reason. And you know, they say, are, are, are you thinking? Are you overthinking? Or whatever, whatever. And I said, no, there's just for some reason, like, I, I can't come. 
And lo and behold, my, my friend Carolyn at the time said, maybe your body's telling you something. And then even after he abruptly broke up with me, she was like, maybe that was it. Maybe he had something else going on and your mind, your body knew it. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, he was. Did you say blow and behold? I said low, <laughs> blow and behold. It's, it's, my, it's my drag name. Um, oh, that's, that's a good one. Um, I have a dress for it. <laughs> um, no, lo and behold, I'm convinced the reason why I could not come while having sex with my ex and it was only a few times we had sex was because my body knew something wasn't right because our bodies and our minds are so much more in tune than we think they are mm-hmm. it's all about that energy and that vibration that i've always talked about i'm convinced that my body was like something we're, we're getting sick are you we are there's a disease in us now <laughs> like he is filling us with something that you don't want oh my God. wait that way that's not not i did not <laughs> intend to come out that way I, I heard it and I was like, oh God. <laughs> but I'm like, literally, I'm convinced it's make, I might just be overthinking it and just be nuts, but I'm convinced that my mind and my body knew that that wasn't right. So one, like I have only had straight sex, so I can't speak to sexual interactions. And with- I have never had straight sex. <laughs> <laughs> We're together. We make both sides of the sexual spectrum. Um, that's actually not true this way more than that. But anyway, um, so there have been times that I'm like into it. But then if, if I get hot when I'm having sex. Like, Same. I can. I'm like, I'm like, Put I'm that hot, AC I'm on. sweating. Put like, the fan on. Yeah. Even then, sometimes I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm yeah. Like, it's not yeah. going to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Or like if I'm in my head too much about something and I'm thinking about something, I'm like, nope, well, that's definitely not going to work. Um, <laughs> And like I. And I used to be like really self-conscious about it. Be like, oh mm. God, like the guy's going to be upset. They're yep. like, and think that like something's wrong with me. And so at this point, I'm just like, it's it's not going to work. Like you can keep going if you want to. Like I, I'm done. I give up. You know, like, and uh, yeah. and sometimes they're like, yeah, like I'll give up too. Like it's fine or whatever. I'll give up too. It's, if it's like, we'll, we'll do it again later. No, like, I get it. Yeah. But like at that moment, like I just, my head's not in mm-hmm. it. Like I'm hot. I'm uncomfortable. Once your head is out of it. You can't get back into you it. Can, like, you can Like there are some times that I can like circle back a little bit, but it's not as satisfying that way. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of so like, true. it was a, it was forced. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm just not, not, well, sorry, and, not forced, forced. It was just no, like. I, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. And you're lucky as a woman because there are ways for you to fake it. Yeah, but I would never. No, no. But guys, when I'm out of it. Oh, no. No, you're out of it. Out of it. Like, you you, you can tell. Like, yes, you, you can Pinocchio tell. has reversed himself. <laughs> he is telling the truth. <laughs> he is telling <coughs> the truth. <laughs> oh, my God. Tara <coughs> is dead. <laughs> so take a sip of the seltzer and I, like, inhale the bubbles because the... <laughs> Well, I'm not drinking any more seltzer or breathing again. I guess breathing. <laughs> I can't breathe anymore. I'm talking to a ghost now. All right. Well, it is spooky season. Um, Wait, you know, let's take a quick break. Okay. I'll let you recover, <laughs> and we'll be right back. Okay. And we are back. Yes, I can breathe again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank God. Take my breath. No, 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 no. It's um, not the musical. All right. So I forget exactly where we left off. Um, but I think what's worth kind of circling back to is the, the unhealthy stigma that we have uh, about sexual health and, you know, the way we judge people for having any sort of like sexual related disease. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and most notably in the news recently, Mm -hmm. Sam, 
was John Van Ness from, or Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye just released his book. And in the book, he shocked the world with his confession that for the past seven years, he has been living with HIV. And the way that he told his story was because he wanted to just be normalized. And that's why he wanted to tell the story now after having all this, the success to show you can live a normal life with HIV. And he talks about how he just has to see his doctor every three months. He'll take a pill for the rest of his life and it's not holding anything back. He has taken gymnastics up again, ice skating, finger skating, the whole nine yards. It's finger skating. Isn't that what? Figure? What did I say? I thought you said finger. You no, might, no figure. You might have said figure. I, I heard finger. What the fuck did you just call me? What? <laughs> what? No. Don't put that on me. <laughs> Don't put that on me. Get the hell out of here with that. <laughs> Anyways, because it's not a laughing matter. Um, no, no, no. But what was so inspiring was in his interview, he did an interview on... AOL's channel on YouTube, they have a whole series of talk shows on there that I have dreams of having my own talk show show on there, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Um, The interviewer asked him, what is like the takeaway you want from this book or what was the biggest inspiration? And he said, joy. He wants people to take joy out of the book. That's so nice. And of course, that's what this podcast is all about. It is, you're right. And... It made me so inspired hearing mm. his story. And what was so crazy was in the moments leading up before I got my HIV test, I started to think about living my life if I had HIV. And I start, it, just, it, it broke my heart thinking about how hard dating must be for, for those people. Um, I did a lot of research. I talked to a lot of my gay friends. And... What, what does dating look like if you have HIV? If you're if you're it's, if you're medicated, like you just have to wear it, condoms and practice safe sex, or you can just be on prep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times nowadays, most people asymptomatic are, at that point, or they have it's undetectable. It's uh, they have it's such a low amount, it's undetectable, wow. and they're it's safe to have <laughs> sex without a condom, um, especially if you're on prep mm-hmm. and you're seeing your doctor regularly to make sure the levels stay absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so. All my friends, you know, first of all, you know, Sam, you don't have HIV. And then <laughs> that was then followed by, even if you do, it is so not the way it used to be on all those TV shows you were watching. Because I was watching Pose, and on Pose, everyone's oh dying every episode of AIDS. And like, yeah, because that's what was in the 80s and I the 90s. I what it's called, but there's a very specific, like, trope um, for gay and, and lesbian and bisexual people who get killed off shows super quick there's a whole trope about it really for, yeah like in regular shows or like sitcoms mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. like not even things that are on like a network like that. okay um but it's like there's a whole thing where like the bisexual or gay characters get killed oh, off first. oh yeah it's like the, yeah. a trope of the yes. genre anyway, keep yes going. um <clears throat> but in those moments of me like you know imagining how my life would be it was really fucked up because in that state of mind i started judging the people that i know that have hiv and i was saying to myself 
but I'm not them. Ooh. That would never happen to me. Scary. I didn't sleep around. I don't know how these guys got HIV. For all we know, John Vaness could have been a my shoes. He's dating someone, and that person didn't know how he had. Sometimes they could be born with it if your if your mom. Uh, oh, had oh yeah. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I started judging because that was my immediate reaction was right. to blame other people to to just blame an outside your source for doing that to me. And I said, no, those are my own stupid actions that led me to be in this terrified state. And but I don't even, I honestly don't even think that I could even categorize your actions as stupid. Well, no, but so it was stupid because I had never in my life right. been tested. That's the part ever. that would be concerning. Yeah. Yes. And so then that was what I brought up to. But even if you have been tested every three months, like you could have sex with one person. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. But, it's, but still, I mean, but then what I said to the nurse was that same thing that I told you guys. <laughs> and my nurse said... And that is exactly why it spreads mm. is because people like you and he wasn't being insulting, but he said people like you think it would never happen to me. Right, it's a matter of they fact. They say that, oh, I, I, I'm not that person. And, and, and it, like you just said, Tara, he said it takes one person mm -hmm. to change your life. And that is actually what I said to my ex in the text. I was very polite. It was a very like three oh, it was or super four yeah. text message conversation. He handled it beautifully. Because I, just, I I didn't have the time to mm. to harp on anything, you know. I I, I don't think I could have because sometimes you come to me and you, oh, yeah, you oh, need to word yeah. a text perfectly. Oh yeah. And I like read that one. I was like, that's something that I would definitely yeah. say. So yeah, like approval, he did a good job yeah. with that. <laughs> but the last thing I said to him was, "Please get tested. This could have been worse." Fair point. And that was the takeaway. Was dude, and 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 that was that. But that's all I think about is I'm so fucking lucky. Because it could have been worse. Mm -hmm. And I would have beaten myself up for a very long time over it. Because what's so terrifying to me is, as humans, our first instinct is to trust. And our first instinct is to give everyone the benefit of the doubt to be a good person. And unfortunately, because of what happened to me, my whole way about dating and and continually to move forward in a relationship is unfortunately like we're gonna have to go get tested together before before we have a sexual interaction i don't think that that needs to be a negative thing no like, no it's not negative it's just the the new norm for me i mean it's just a reality like it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like when you buy a horse you get a, like a pre-purchase exam like to make sure that they don't have any underlying like bone conditions yeah, oh or whatever God. a oh blood tests are not drugged or like, for most people like a car carfax <laughs> sure yeah it's probably <laughs> much more relevant than a pre-purchase exam for a horse yeah carfax sure let's go with the carfax <laughs> So I'll go and I'll get our sex facts and we'll see what is up. Right. And if, then, if you want to purchase the car or not. Exactly. And once I see we're both negative, then we can go and have some fun. But that's go on honestly. Go long drives. Go for long, long drives. Stick Ooh. shift style. Oh, God. One hand on the stick and one hand on the. <laughs> no, They're going to sing the Frightside song. One hand on his chest. I don't know what that is. The, Mr. Frightside, we were just singing the car, boo. But I don't that line. Um, something's he's touching his chest. Oh, chest! But it, it rhymes now, with dick. Chest and dick do not. No, rhyme. not chest and dick. The line before that. Oh, um, stick. Yeah, and then it rhymes with dick. But he says touching his, and then there's oh, chest. chest. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, the audience is like, what is happening? <laughs> Are they drunk? What is that? <laughs> On um, ice cream. Yeah, yeah, guys, we. Uh, no, we didn't. I'm not going there. Um, no, I mean, but also, I did realize that this is the first shmee 
audio exclusive. Ooh. We are not filming this episode. We are not. This is because we were lazy oh, and shit. Tara just knocked over her seltzer. Thanks for getting all of my carpet. Um, but we just <laughs> oh, but she's kicking over again, Tara. <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Let's take another quick break because now I have to go get a mop. Be right back, guys. Anyways, we are back, guys. I cleaned up the seltzer. Tara, apologize to the audience. I apologize. I apologize for kicking the seltzer with my foot after I tried. So apparently, I'm not supposed to have drinks with me because I tried to drink and I almost died. And then I kicked it over twice. So. And that's not the tea that I want you to spill. So word to the wise for this podcast in general: don't try to drink beverages, even if it's an audio exclusive, because bad things happen. Yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. Was that this is an audio exclusive episode, and then I and, messed up a bunch. But good thing because imagine if that was on video, what a mess that would have been. I mean, it really wasn't that much seltzer. No, but like the whole process of like oh, cutting, yeah, editing, yeah, yeah, going on yards. Yeah, yeah. This is much easier to edit audio without the video. <laughs> but also just because. We just were lazy and we didn't feel like filming it. And also I couldn't really, I, this, with this topic being so vulnerable, vulnerable, and also just, I mean, very educational and raw. I didn't really want there to be videos online and like the social media teasers I make the full episode. Sure. Why not? Mm -hmm. But I just couldn't imagine myself finding like, oh, no, this is a good sound. Yeah, this is a funny clip. Because it's not. And no. I don't want that to be like, you know, my tragedy shouldn't be laughed at. Mm-hmm. Um, can I make jokes to normalize it and take away the stigma? Absolutely. Because then it helps lighten the situation. But I don't want people to think that I'm sharing these stories of my ex not knowing he had chlamydia and giving it to me as a lol is another really funny shmee story right like and I, I think that there's a an element of of privacy like totally. we're talking about destigmatizing it which is great totally. and wonderful and that's why i'm like people Still are like, talking about people like sam had chlamydia. Like, yeah and guess what your grandma probably did too and she didn't tell you about it yikes <laughs> well i'm thinking about being like, like dating I mean, back probably you know? right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so like you rest know, in peace whatever <laughs> <laughs> There's there is a stigma that we're trying to destigmatize, but that doesn't mean that like our faces need to be mm-hmm. like front and center because like we are talking about this now, but we are not the only people who are dealing with this, you know, across the world, even across wherever state you're from. Um, so our faces don't need to be the forefront of this conversation. Totally, <laughs> totally. And so, but to give a funny story, of course, you have a funny story <laughs> because I need to throw something for people to laugh yeah, at. Yeah, that, that got that got serious. Um, the first day of sex ed, I'll never forget. The, How was sex ed for you as a as a closeted gay boy? Well, when it was happening, I didn't know what I was. Okay. So, I mean, in high school, we didn't really have sex ed in high school. I, I yeah, I did. I don't think we did. During gym. It was like gym. Oh, yes. It was like that semester. Yes, so like, and then you didn't go to gym. You went yeah, to sex ed. Yeah. And then the next year you went to driver's ed. Exactly. Yes, okay. But so I don't have I don't have any memory of sex ed in high school. But I do remember because it was probably so normal. And all that stuff was so normal to me by then that I was like another, you know, oh, another fucking dick with chlamydia. Um, <laughs> foreshadow. No, you can't see the picture of dick chlamydia. <laughs> At that point, it's always like the like the. You didn't hear sports. my joke. I did. I did. I did. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Anyways. I just. You just said how asymptomatic it is, so I just. Well, whatever. Okay, so point is, uh, Doctor Tara over here, grammar Nazi police. What? Um, me never. Um, I'll never forget. In sixth grade, we had sex ed, but it was a very weird way they went about it. Was they kind of just like secretly jammed it into our health 
studies. <laughs> and one day out of nowhere, it was just like, now chapter seven, penises go inside of vaginas. And we're all like, what? The? Like, what is happening? And this kid in my class, and all put intended, he had the balls to immediately ask the teacher, so when I ejaculate, how do I also not pee at the same time? Oh, gosh. And I was like, he just raised, rose both of his hands and and announced to the class that he's discovered the art of masturbation at a young age. And the art. <laughs> There's nothing artful about it. I don't know what you're doing, but... What? Uh... <laughs> You set the candles, the lights, like the, you've like spread your shit. I can't, I'm, we're not doing this. Keep going. And so, <laughs> and he like asked that question and I was so jarring because I don't think I had gotten to that stage of my life yet. So I was like, what is he talking about? And I'll never forget. He was in my Boy Scout troop. Oh God. And a couple weeks later, we were all on like some, you know, camp BS weekend, tying ropes you know, building bridges, making popcorn or whatever the f- we do in Boy Scouts. Then they were all, as a group, talking about how far they would ejaculate. Oh my! And like this That's one kid, not the conversations we had. Uh, but I remember saying they're like, "What are they like? What are they talking about? You know, like what are they talking about?" And then one of the kids li- like was saying, "Like yeah, like I just like love like pretending to have sex." What? And, and looking back. We that's were like twelve and thirteen year old kids, like I mean, that's guess, how old we were. I guess developmentally, were. like that, like because I worked with you know that age group, and mm. developmentally, like so that's right around the time. Yes, but looking back, like what the hell? Oh, I know. I hate the thought of yeah. my kids like talking mm-hmm. like that. And what was so funny is looking back on it now because I never really think about that story. That was one of the moments where I started to realize. I was gay without realizing it because then they also are talking about these. We, we watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail mm-hmm. and there's one of the cutaway scenes or one of the stories that they tell in, in the, the movie. The, the boy, the guy in the tower who was gay. No, oh, no, 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 not him. That's I funny love though. That Me part. too. Um, it's on Netflix. But anyways, watch. we're watching okay. that tonight. Anyways, okay. Um, <laughs> but so, um, I digress. So it was one of the, the stories about the guy. He gets the night gets lost in the rain. and He goes into the tower. Oh yeah. And there's all like the women. They're all touching him and like, oh, I'll bathe you. No, I'll bathe you. All of the guys were talking about like, oh, I love like the brunette one, and like, oh my god, like I, like, I was getting like so turned on by the blonde one. But so funny yeah. was looking back. I remember I was getting turned on by the night. Wow. And I remember thinking. That in that moment, I re- it's all coming back to me now. Really is in one of those in that slight little moment. I I was eleven years old. Was I knew that I was different than all the guys, mm. but I remember I kept <clears throat> it to myself because I knew because you knew that that was weird, right? Like yeah, that was different yes, than yes. what they. I so funny. I'm wow. thinking now, like because you were talking about how like you guys were talking about ejaculation mm-hmm. and masturbation, mm-hmm. whatever. I truly don't think I can remember a single conversation <laughs> I had with any girlfriends. In my entire life, where we talked about the intricacies of masturbating, never. Guys talk about it all the time. Me and my guy friends still talk about it all the right, time. Right, and like I get that, but like <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a conversation. That's so interesting. Like one of my friends joke or not joking, whatever. She mm-hmm. was in a sex to- shop and sent me a picture of the toy, and I was like, "Oh, that's like a highly recommended toy." And she's like, "How do you know that?" I was like, "How do you not know that?" Like hey, it, was, hey, it was like a really popular. You would brand. think that it's common yeah. knowledge. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm just here because it's like my friend's bachelorette party or whatever. Uh-huh, and I was uh-huh, like, oh, uh-huh. okay, cool, whatever. But like, I was like, 
I don't think I've ever talked about real like about wow. like we'll talk about sex like who we had sex with yes. like was it good like yes. whatever those but never about masturbation that's so interesting and never about how to masturbate or like what you do weird so I don't know if my girlfriends know how to masturbate wow and I don't think I'm gonna talk to them about that's either because <laughs> if you sit you're down. gonna go home tonight hey we should talk about masturbating do you get off with just clitoral stimulation or do you need presentation too <laughs> nope not a conversation I want to have. Oh, this is so funny is that you say that and it takes away from my joke of that I was going to make about, you know, like how guys just love to tell each other their their, their masturbation stories. I mean, being like, all oh, y'all gay. <laughs> like, 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 we're all a little gay. Like, come on. Like, like to, 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 you know, sit there and be like, so like, how big are you? Oh, yeah. Like, how far is you? Like, you want, so weird. you want the details of like, like what I'm doing. I'm by myself to, i'm trying to think of something i think it might have been a comedian um <laughs> who was talking about like oh man i can't remember but basically i i don't remember i i wish i did because it yeah. sounds really funny yeah but yeah, 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 basically yeah, yeah. like this guy was talking about how his girlfriend went on like a rich like to like a you know a weekend a mm-hmm, long weekend mm-hmm, with her mm-hmm, girlfriends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or whatever and they realized that like they didn't know what each other's vaginas and buttholes looked like so they all looked at each other's vaginas and, buttholes <laughs> and like described them and i was like that's something I don't think I want <laughs> no, to do. No, never. <laughs> so no. I wish I knew what that was because we could watch that too. <laughs> That's so funny. We'll later. Yeah, I, I mean, imagine the things that are going to pop up before you find oh, that. Christ. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Anyways. So I think the conversations that are had, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like basically the takeaway that I have just from this short segment mm-hmm. is guys are much more comfortable like being very open and mm-hmm. discussing these things and and women as in my very small mm-hmm. you know circle of friends um are less and i don't know if it's just because like phallic penis things are like you know the strong yeah or, like we yeah. can talk about uh-huh. penises uh-huh. and vaginas uh-huh. are like whoa gross to- yeah no yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you make jokes about vaginas all the time yeah, yeah. well <laughs> and also one of what's so funny is as a closet a gay boy growing up um when it came to going to the doctor oh. um i was very very disappointed when i discovered the first time that i had a male doctor because i had like female doctors for a long time i was very disappointed to um discover that um your experience with a male doctor is not what it's like in the porns that i watched growing <laughs> up that that when i had a knee knee injury he didn't need to check it with his dick in my mouth um oh my lord <laughs> like, like like there wasn't that like oh sam i see that you have a broken wrist i guess i'm gonna have to fuck it out you. oh my god gay porn is interesting actually that's probably straight porn too to be very honest. oh my like, god there's probably a huge doctor thing which is is very uncomfortable for me to think about because of how many <laughs> doctors have preyed on young people like it's a really like i know it's a pretty i'm sure it's a pretty common porn (laughs) search but like there's like an ick factor for me because of how close it is to home oh no all the gymnasts yeah yes oh yeah also i'm like i'm like laughing as you're saying that not laughing at that but thinking about the first time 
when I was going through puberty, when I had to get a physical oh, no. and, and I popped a boner oh, no. and it was a female doctor. And when she went to check, cause it, back in the day, like they always had to check your testicles for, um, testicular cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget. I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm really okay. Whatever. And she pulled in my boxer. She saw what was going on. She's like, Oh, and then she like put up, she's like, oh, you're good. All right. Ah! Uh, I, was, I was like, no, don't worry. Like I, I'm not turned on right now. I was really uncomfortable when I'm 12. And oh like, no. Yeah, yeah. That's horrifying. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. 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 I was like, don't fucking out of me. Please, no. oh, <laughs> oh at that yeah. point did you know that you weren't attracted to women so you were just like what the fuck is this boat yeah, oh 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 i mean just in general yeah yeah oh that's so... i'll never forget i was like oh that's no. why like i think i really really like dislike people who are like well he was he must have been turned on because he had a boner and oh like, my first that of all, has the w- sometimes I am walking down the street <laughs> to grab a coffee, and the way that the wind got blown up by the semi that drove by makes things happen. All right, I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> and like that's that's the thing. Like you know, my boyfriend was like, well, if I if I have an erection, like I'll probably want to have sex, and I'm like, but do you though? No, because that's like no, I don't like negative. I don't like that because that's what he said to me about like if he yeah, if yeah. he wanted to have sex or not, and I'm like. That makes me, like, super uncomfortable. Like, consent's really important to me. And, like, just because you have an erection does not mean, like, if you're asleep and you have an erection, does that mean that I can just jump oh on that? Oh, my God. That? Oh, my God. And he oh said my God. yes. But, like, I didn't. No. Well, he, if you. Pre- no, uh, I, no, no, no. I know. I know. But, like, oh, I, know. I, I was, like, making a joke. And he goes, yes. And I was, like, um, but maybe no. <sighs> I just, like. Sorry, like, I'm thinking how, like, the first moment when that happens, like, the first thing I think when I wake up is, oh, my God, I have to pee so bad. That's what I said. So, I said Don't like, you just have to pee? So, like, I'm thinking, like, imagining someone just, like, sitting, and I'm like, first of all, you've now just sat on my bladder. Oh, my God, yes. Like, like so now, like, I really have to pee? <laughs> <laughs> so, scoot, scoot, let me go, please. Thank you. And then it's gone at that point. Yeah. You have to aim it and the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Girls out there will never... Okay, so... We have a little bit of time left. So we're going to go into a real weird part. <laughs> guys will never understand what it's like to be under period. Oh, I was just going to say that sneezing is a friggin' nightmare. Girls will never understand peeing with a boner. <laughs> the amount of times I've missed. Oh, also, God. it hurts when remember, you got to bend it down. Remember when, um, like, when Luke had to pee here? <laughs> also, yeah. Looking back on it. I have a very strong memory. As a boy, I do not remember ever missing the toilets <laughs> ever growing up. That kid, amongst other little boys who have, who have been around in my lifetime, seemed to not know how to aim. Because when I walked into my own bathroom and I stepped on wet, <laughs> and then there was just wet everywhere, Ew. and it was yellow. Ew. I'm not having kids now. The last thing I want to do is be wiping up urine. That's like, that's like 80, yeah. It's like 70% of about why I don't want to have kids. I don't want to clean up other people's bodily fluids. Yeah, it's just Like we talked about that blister popping on the plane (gasps) and like kids are so snotty. They can't pull their noses. They're always drooling and bubbling. And like things come out of every Uh, end. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the takeaway of today's episode, guys, is seriously, don't be afraid to go get tested. Find a clinic that's free. Even if you are straight, guys, you can go to the LGBTQI center. They can't because... make you kiss someone of your same gender. No. And also, it's just, it's a safe place. Yeah. I felt so safe. And I'm going to go in three months. Even if I haven't had any hanky-panky fun time, I'm going to go in three months. Say hi to my funny nurse. He's going to be like, what did you do? And I'm like, nothing. I'm here to just have fun. Wait, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I want it to be a more fun experience. I want it to be a much more normal experience. 
Um, just to keep up the routine. Just keep up the routine because it's also. I think it's just in, inherently it's important to to um, go to the places that you make that make you feel comfortable. Totally. So even though if you're not paying, mm-hmm. you being there yeah. helps them get funding because oh, they yeah. can, you're part of their like clientele. So go back to this place. Yeah, and guys, just seriously, be safe. For all my gay men and women out there, be safe. And get tested. Like, get tested. It's important, and it's helpful, and it's will help you feel more comfortable yes. with your partner. Yes. So you don't have secrets. Ugh. Secrets, secrets are no fun. Oh, my God. Unless you're sharing STIs with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. On that note... I am your host, Sam Palacero, at not Sam Palacero on Instagram and at Shmi Podcast. And this was my co-host, Tara, for <laughs> yet a wonderful, twisty, turny story that we share. <laughs> yeah! All right. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for listening, subscribing, following the whole nine yards. Your support means everything. And let us know what you think about the audio-only version. I will see you guys next week for the Shmi Halloween special. Okay. <laughs> <Am I in laughs> no. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.